Hello and welcome to Corbett's Comments. I'm Dr. Otis Corbett and I invite you to come along with me as I share biblical exposition and commentary. I truly believe that God's Word is one of our greatest helps as we live for Him in the world today. And so like the psalmist, let us agree to hide His Word in our hearts that we may not sin against Him. Hello, I'm Otis Corbett, and today I want to share a word about the Master Shepherd as I comment on John 10, verses 1 through 18. This passage reads, Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that entereth not by the door into the sheepfold, but climbeth up some other way, the same as a thief and a robber. But he that entereth in by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him the porter openeth. And the sheep hear his voice, and he calleth his own sheep by name, and leadeth them out. And when he putteth forth his own sheep, he goeth before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. And a stranger will they not follow, but will flee from him, for they know not the voice of strangers. This parable spake Jesus unto them, but they understood not what things they were which he spake unto them. Then said Jesus unto them again, Verily, verily, I say unto you, I am the door of the sheep. All that ever came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not hear them. I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall go forth in and out and find pasture. The thief cometh not, but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. I am come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd giveth his life for the sheep. But he that is an hireling, and not the shepherd, whose own sheep are not, seeth the wolf coming, and leaveth the sheep, and fleeth, and the wolf catcheth them, and scattereth the sheep. The hireling fleeth, because he is an hireling, and careth not for the sheep. I am the good shepherd, and I know my sheep, and I am known of mine. As the Father knoweth me, even so I know the Father, and I lay down my life for the sheep. And other sheep I have, which are not of this fold, them also I must bring, and they shall hear my voice. And there shall be one fold and one shepherd. Therefore doth my Father love me, because I lay down my life, that I might take it again. No man taketh from me, but I lay it down of myself. I have power to lay it down, and I have power to take it up again. This commandment I have received of my Father. Sheep and shepherds play prominent roles in the story of God's relationship with His people. For example, we have Abraham, Isaac, and the ram that God provided as a sacrifice in the place of Isaac. We have Jacob, who was a shepherd for Laban for 14 years so he could marry his wives, Leah and Rachel. Moses was a shepherd for his father-in-law after he had to flee Egypt. He was a shepherd for 40 years in the backside of the desert. David was a little shepherd boy who later wrote the shepherd's psalm, Psalm 23. And of course, the shepherds at Christmas were the first to hear of the birth of Jesus. Now here in this passage, we see that Jesus was the good shepherd, or as I'm going to call him in this devotional, the master shepherd. While we romanticize shepherds, in reality their task was a dirty, smelly, and lonely one. As Luke tells us, they would abide in the field with their charges, almost living like animals themselves. 
I once met a former Hawaiian Paniolo. A Paniolo is a Hawaiian cowboy who told me that people had the wrong idea about such work. He told me people don't realize that cowboys work hard from before sunup to after sundown and they come home wet, cold, tired, and covered in muck. Now, not only was being a shepherd difficult, but it also involved a great deal of responsibility. You see, they were responsible for feeding, watering, healing, and protecting the sheep, which were valuable commodities. Some shepherds failed at their task, neglecting the sheep or failing to protect them. The consequences of this were severe for all concerned. Shepherd, sheep, owner, everyone. Jesus, however, was the good shepherd, as we saw in our focal passage from John 10 today. He would lay down his life for his sheep. But what about the sheep? What are our responsibilities? Jesus is the good shepherd, but are we good sheep? Well, let's look at these responsibilities together. First, good sheep know their shepherd. They know his personality. They learn how he thinks and how he works, and they learn his heart. They also learn from him his purpose to nurture the sheep and to protect them, to lead them into places where they can prosper and have an abundant life, and to present them spotless to their master. They also let him know them. You know, sheep tend to look alike, but they are not. All creatures have their own wants and needs and limitations, and the sheep must be open to the shepherd. They must allow the shepherd to know them so that he can do a better job caring for them because that's what happens if they let him know who they are. Good sheep also follow their shepherd. Leaders can't lead without followers. And often God's people resemble a line from an old song from Dean Martin which complained that there are too many chiefs and not enough Indians around this place. Sheep look meek and mild, but some were prone to wander. And also, while sheep are mostly defenseless, they can butt very powerfully with their heads, and more than one shepherd has been knocked down that way. Being a good follower is a blessing to the follower, to the leader, and to God. If the sheep didn't need to be led, they would not need shepherds. Also, Truth be told, being a good follower is a prerequisite to becoming a good leader. The good sheep also trust their shepherd. Sheep need protection because they are prey animals, and the world presents many threats to them. In the same way, the world presents many threats to us, the sheep of God's pasture. Some of these threats that we face today are temporal threats, but many are spiritual threats. Now, temporal threats are bad, but spiritual threats are worse because they involve the issues of eternal importance. The sheep get protection from the shepherd. The shepherd provides them protection. Sheep are largely defenseless as individuals, and they are safer in a flock, and so the shepherd maintains the integrity of the flock. But he will also intervene between a flock and the threat. That's why Jesus called himself the door of the sheep. He intervenes between us and the threats that hurt us. The spiritual threats to our abundant life have to come through Jesus to get to us. And Jesus can handle those, thre those threats. 
The sheep, however, can thwart the protection provided by the shepherd. They can wander off by accident. That's what the Bible calls sin. They can wander off on purpose. That's what the Bible calls transgression. And they can wander off despite the shepherd. And that's what the Bible calls iniquity. Yes, sheep can cause themselves and the shepherd much trouble by their wandering ways. But the good news is that the good shepherd is willing to seek the lost sheep. As Romans 5, 8 puts it, one of my favorite verses, But God commendeth his love toward us, and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. The good sheep also respect their shepherd. The shepherd's job was an humble one. It was a dirty job with a low status in society. Even though, as I said, shepherds were charged with caring for very valuable sheep, a very valuable commodity. Also, for a shepherd to do their job properly, they have to make sacrifices for the sheep. They have to put the sheep first before themselves. And they have to put the sheep before their families too. Good shepherds love their sheep. And that's a reminder to us that love is not an emotion, but it's an action. Love is doing what is best for another without regard to cost or inconvenience. When I was a teenager, our church youth group had a saying, you don't always have to like me, but you always have to love me. The love of a shepherd to his charges reminds me of a saying that I learned from the United States Coast Guard about search and rescue during a storm. When someone calls in need, you have to go out, <laughs> but you don't have to come back. Also, the good shepherd share their uh, the good sheep share their shepherd. There's only one good shepherd, but there are many, many sheep. Some need more attention than others, and they must get their attention. On the other hand, all sheep need to be concerned about the whole flock. If one sheep takes up all the shepherd's time, then the flock suffers, and eventually so will that sheep. What happens to the flock as a whole uh, affects all the flock. So the sheep need to share the shepherd with each other. And they also need to realize that the shepherd is not indestructible. Even Jesus, the good shepherd, got tired and hungry. Jesus also had to maintain a close relationship with his father. He often, as the King James Bible put it, would go apart to pray. And this caused the old revival preacher, Vance Havner, to quip, we must come apart or we will come apart. Shepherds cannot live in the field forever. They too are a part of a larger flock and they need a shepherd as well. Good sheep share their shepherds so that the shepherds can be blessed by times of refreshing and renewal. In conclusion, Jesus was the good shepherd who laid down his life for his flock. Jesus is unchallenged as the master shepherd. There's never been anyone better than him at that role. The question is not, is Jesus the good shepherd? But it is, are we good sheep? Do we follow the master shepherd? Do we follow the under shepherd sent to us by him? If we want to experience the abundant life Christ promised us, we should. Thanks for listening. I'll be back soon to comment on more scripture that we can consider together to help us in our everyday lives. Every blessing. I'm Dr. Otis Corbett.